A few minutes after Ivor entered the castle, the group decided to enter after him. Unfortunately, from the edge of the surrounding wood, no one heard the ringing of the alarm bells being sounded from within. They crossed the short clearing with Turinim in the lead, followed by Pippin, Lee, Attilius, Mala, and Snogue. Then they made their way up the short flight of steps onto the terrace in front of the main entryway, and arrows began to fly out of the arrow slits in the towers. Turinim, Pippin, and Lee were each hit with an arrow before they could make it through the main entryway. Attilius was able to avoid an arrow headed for him, and he and Mala were able to make it in before the next volley. Meanwhile, Snoke decided to duck back down the stairs and circle around the castle towards the north. Stepping over the two corroded and collapsed bronze-covered wooden doors, the group entered the castle's foyer, moving out of range of the arrow slits. Surveying the area in the dim natural light filtering in through the arrow slits and cracks that surrounded the castle, they saw doors standing closed to the north and the south, with a crumbling mound of rubble partially obscuring the southern hall. To the east was a broad corridor, ending in two more doors leading south and east. The corridor was cluttered with dusty rubble and fallen plaster from a partial collapse of the ceiling overhead. The doors to the north and south opened almost simultaneously as four hobgoblins and three goblins appeared, all with their bows aimed. Mala, Lee, and Attilius were each hit with an arrow on the first onslaught. Turnham cast guidance on himself. Mala ran to the south and attacked with her two scimitars, slicing through one of them. Attilius rushed towards the north door, casting burning hands through the doorway. All of the goblins in the room were scorched, but managed to dodge behind the doorway's cover. Lee ran past Attilius and dropped one of the goblins with Talon. Meanwhile, Turnham cast cure wounds on Lee and healing word on Mala. Pippin ran into the north room, tripped over some rubble, and went sliding, but managed to tumble into the room, drawing his two short swords at the last minute and impaling a hobgoblin with each. With all the enemies but one to the south down, Mala left the last goblin to Lee and ran across the hall to assist Attilius, slicing one of the goblins. Attilius threw a firebolt at one of the goblins, catching it right in the mouth as it screamed, engulfing its skull in flame. Lee traded attacks with the last goblin, with both taking damage. Pippin ran across the hallway to assist Lee, slipped on a goblin bedroll, but jumped off it before crashing into the tower wall, and instead leaped off the wall and sliced through the back of the last goblin's spine. Mala noticed a stash of weapons, among them a surprisingly light quarterstaff engraved with stylized feathers. Sheathing her scimitar, she grabbed the quarterstaff, replacing the one that was previously broken by the hobgoblins in the woods. As soon as the group tried to catch their breath, the eastern door swung open and six goblins were crowded inside the dark room, all with their bows at the ready, letting loose a volley at Turinim, who was still standing in the center of the foyer. Only two of the arrows hit Turinim as he urged the goblins to stop and put down their weapons. Mala ran back to Turinim's side to shield him. Attilius moved toward the doorway, looking to catch all six of them in his burning hands. Unfortunately, as he moved through the rubble, his foot snagged on a tripwire, and the ceiling came crashing down on him. Turinim reached into the rubble and cast Spare the Dying on Attilius, bringing him back from the brink of death. Lee and Pippin ran to the corner and began firing arrows through the doorway with their bows. Mala jumped over the rubble, through the doorway, into the dark room, and engaged the goblins by the light streaming in through the doorway, immediately dropping one with her new quarterstaff. Turinim cast Cure Wounds and Healing Word on himself and Attilius, bringing Attilius back to consciousness. Another goblin fell to Lee and Pippin's arrows. The remaining goblins dropped their bows and drew their swords, all swinging at Mala, with many blades slicing into her. The onslaught was too great for the monk, and she fell. 
Atelia stepped into the doorway and dropped the four remaining goblins with his burning hands, but arrows started coming at the group from the darkness, and Atelia spotted a light coming from the doorway across the dark chamber. Turnham rushed in and cast Bear the Dying on Mala. A goblin hiding behind the door tried to smash the door into Turnham, but Turnham used his guidance to slam the door back into the goblin. Attilius prepared a magic missile and waited until he could see his enemies. Turnham cast light on his mace, revealing a high, narrow hall that looked as if it might have been part of a chapel or shrine at one time. Angelic figures were sculpted along the room's upper reaches, looking down on the floor below. To the north, heavy curtains blocked a matching pair of archways. Between the archways was a cracked but ornately carved stone brazier. A fat, cantankerous goblin stood by the side of the eastern door across the hall, firing his bow, as did a pair of goblins peeking out of the west curtain. Another large goblin was coming out of the east curtain, used his magic missile, and brought down the fat goblin across the hall. The other large goblin shouted, Now, my pet, get that one, and pointed at Attilius. A grick dropped down from the ceiling and grabbed at Attilius with its tentacles. Attilius reacted by casting shield from his glass staff of defense, deflecting the attack. Lee hit the Grick with an arrow and a hail of thorns, but only did a little damage. Turnham tried to swing at the Grick, but accidentally flung his damaged mace at it. The mace bounced off the Grick, and Turnham managed to catch it. With the Grick distracted, Pippin slipped his two short swords into the Grick's head, and Attilius narrowly managed to avoid the creature as it fell around him. Turnham cast healing word on Mala. Mala returned to consciousness, and recognized the symbols of Agma, among others, decorating the chamber. The goblins hit Turnham with arrows, bringing down the healer. Mala killed the goblin who had commanded the Grick. Lee hit one goblin by the west curtain, and his hail of thorns killed the goblin and the one next to it. Attilius grabbed the last potion of healing from his pack and forced it on Turnham, bringing him back to consciousness. With only the one goblin who had been hiding behind the door remaining, and the group in bad shape and hopeful for a reprieve, they heard from outside the east door a loud voice commanding, I said get in there now! Two hobgoblins entered from the east door pulling on two long chains. At the end of the chains was a large monstrosity with the body of a large bear and the head of a giant owl. The hobgoblins set it loose on the group and it screamed ferociously. Lee recognized the creature as an owl bear and commanded everyone to back away from it. Mala, Pippin, Turinum, and Attilius all backed away and held their actions. Lee spoke to the owl bear calmly with palms outstretched. The owl bear looked freaked out to Lee. Lee slowly pulled out a ration and slid it across the floor towards the owl bear. The owl bear snatched up the ration and headed for the open doorway leading towards the exit. With the owl bear gone, the group turned their attention to the two hobgoblins. Pippin stepped out of the shadows and struck his swords into one of the hobgoblins. Meanwhile, Mala hit the other hobgoblin with a swing of her quarterstaff. Lee pulled his bow out and fired at the same lone wounded hobgoblin. Do I have to do everything myself? demanded a fierce old owl bear who stormed into the room with a large wolf at his side. Obviously, King Grohl himself, his stooped shoulders and hunched back revealed his age, but he appeared surprisingly agile and strong as he strode forward, swinging his morning star. Snarl! Get him! he commanded, pointing at Turnham. Turnham cast guidance on himself as the wolf sprang on him, tearing a chunk out of his throat. 
Meanwhile, Grohl swung his morning star at Attilius, but missed. Pippin snuck around to Snarl's rear and struck the wolf fatally with his swords. The wolf rolled off of turn and, and fell on Pippin, who was barely able to squeeze out from under the beast. Mala crushed the last hobgoblin's skull with a swing of her quarterstaff and swung around to swing at Grohl, but Grohl shrugged the attack aside with his morning star. Attilius cast Scorching Ray, hitting Grohl with one of his beams. Mala swung twice at Grohl with her quarterstaff. He parried her swings with his morning star, but she managed to kick him low under his armor. Grohl swung wildly in return at Mala, and she avoided the blow. Pippin tried to sneak up on Grohl, but could not get past his armor. Attilius hit Grohl with a firebolt, but Grohl shrugged it off. Lee dropped his bow and swung at Grohl with talons, slashing through the heavy armor. Snoke dashed into the room carrying a jingling sack, pulled out a potion, and fed it to Turinim, who was bleeding out from Snarl's vicious bite. The potion of healing barely restored him to consciousness. Come quick, Snoke urged Turinim. There's something I think you need to see. Stinging from Talon's bite, Grohl smashed his morning star into Lee, knocking the old ranger out cold. Pippin, enraged at the sight of Lee going down, sliced through Grohl's hamstrings, bringing the king to his knees. Mala finished the king of the Karagmas with a blow to the head. The battle was over. As the group finally began to catch their breath and recover, Snow quickly told them that he had snuck around the north side of the castle. While hiding, he saw Ivor leave the castle through a hidden exit and head straight for the woods. Once Snoke was sure that Ivor was gone, he came in through that canvas entryway. Just as he was entering, the canvas parted, and out came a dark elf, dressed in black leather armor and robes, with a bald head and two swords at his sides. Fortunately, he did not see Snoke and went straight into the woods in the same direction Ivor had gone. But there's something you need to see right away, Snoke urged Turinim again. As Turinim went off with Snoke, Lee suggested that it now it all made sense and that the black spider must be Lulth, the deity of the drow, and that Wave Echo Cave must be under Cragmaw Castle. Attilius then suggested that instead of seeking redemption, Ivor must have turned to the dark side in worship of Lulth. 